0: to the very, very first edition of Wrestling's Ruined. I am Eddie Shepard, along with... Uh, Travis Lasseter.
1: And? <clears throat> I think you can do a little bit better oh. than that. I'm the free-will-burning, head-turning-ass-kicking-machismo-dripping master podcast and mouthpiece of the Southeast. Brandon A. Lane, bringing you the color commentary team of the century. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, well, that was better than my <laughs> introduction. Yeah. So I agree. I mean, I'm sorry. I just went low key. You know, I <laughs> didn't want to go overboard. Hey, man. and, uh, and uh, as far as podcasts are concerned, this is going to be a trek into what we consider the worst year of professional wrestling for both major wrestling companies starting off with the WWF and that being raw. that's raw. one man's opinion it's one man's one, opinion that no is. it's pretty shitty <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty shitty, shitty. Listen, you could <laughs> be the odd man out but we are going to outrank you on this <laughs> we,
0: we literally went into this with an unbiased opinion and then we watched the first two oh.
1: episodes and it is fucking <laughs> dog shit <laughs> I did not I knew this was going to be bad that Diesel promo is money oh my god <laughs> right. tuxedo match
0: as, of course, guys, the first year, uh, we were torn with what we were going to do uh, first, mm-hmm. but we, we think it's apropos to do 1995 first, because 1995 is the year that many consider
1: ruined wrestling. Well, the, It's I mean, this the is, worst year on books, pretty much, of wrestling. This is the year that basically forced wrestling to change uh, for, in some ways, better and for worse. And both companies absolutely suffered, and, and they suffered in different ways, in very similar ways. So I'm, I'm ready to get into the trash can with all the... Uh, you the mean goodness. to tell me that King Mabel <laughs> and the Dungeon of Doom didn't put asses in seats? Are you telling me that right yes, now? Yes, that's exactly what he's saying. You guys are <laughs> fucking liars.
0: <sighs> so guys, like I said, we're, we're speaking of 1995. 1995, of course, was a turning point in pulp culture. The Macarena went viral. Batman Forever and the very first com- uh, computer animated movie, Toy Story,
1: ruled the box office. Oh like yeah, because those are fucking comparable. <laughs> Batman Forever is an underrated classic. Listen, listen, bitch! I don't care if Joel Schumacher is dead. That's a turd, and you and you should be hit. Tommy Lee Jones was in a matchful performance. That's Two Face. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Jim Carrey as the Riddler. Come on, man. Riddle me this. (coughs) Oh, my God. This this is is going to be a... I think I'm already out. I'm out. Val Kilbert is underrated as Batman. You're done, Travis. Put your beer up. I haven't even started drinking. This is going to get really bad when I start throwing
0: back. Going forward, though, with with pop culture, uh, I did find it interesting that. Well, there it goes, (laughs) that Amazon did sell their very first book, and people were using Windows 95 to log on to eBay for the first time. Speaking of eBay, Travis, uh, you you are literally buying a house
1: with wrestling paraphernalia being sold. I have not put the 1995 WWF VHS's on pay-per-view on eBay yet, so if anybody needs them, hit me up. Nobody does, and no (laughs) one wants that shit. I made an illegal copy of King of the Ring 95 from Video Wiz back in the day, so you shut your mouth. Oh my (laughs) God. Oh my God. Hey, um... (laughs) Uh, lawyers for the WWE um, <laughs> Travis Gary Lasseter Gilbert Gilbert, Gilbert Lasseter <laughs> is in violation of copyright law so please uh, his phone number and personal address I, uh, I will I really, I will I really, I really want to go to prison off of watching Mabel become king of the ring Dude, that'd be the, you'd definitely get pounded i can do it. that you know the boy pussy you can handle <laughs> oh shit just like, tell him to call me Savio Vega oh g- quang quang, quang. interestingly interestingly enough Quang will come (laughs) up in this podcast I'm sure
0: in the world of wrestling though guys the battle lines have been drawn uh, as Ted Turner's WCW and Vincent Mann's WWF begin to go head to head Uh, towards the end of this year we start to see it more more dominantly um, with the ratings war between the two companies. But early in 95... uh, WCW Saturday Night does
1: not fucking count right now.
0: (laughs) Yes, and going forward, we, we also wanted to do WCW Saturday Night. However, the WWE Network has not put Those episodes far, up, yeah. uh, so when we get to that point, that might be something later down the road. Uh, big thing though, many top you know stars from the WWF left for greener pastures or so they say, uh, for WCW with uh, bigger paychecks. Um, you know, especially someone like Randy Savage saying they want better uh, better positions, right? In '93, or
1: no, well, I'm envious of a lot of the positions that Randy Savage had. He used to poon and get that poon from Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> And gorgeous. Thanks, Lex Luger, oh, who oh, we're going to oh, talk oh, oh, about oh, this oh. first episode, you piece of shit. Hey, man, we I think we can agree on something finally. <laughs> Fuck Lex Luger. <laughs> well, the biggest thing, WCW, of course, they had, you know, in
0: 94, 95, we led into, you know, Ric Flair and Sting kind of being the flag bearers for WCW. Uh, you know, towards the end of 90, middle of 94 to the end of 94, they, they got Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, which. Um, the Randy Savage leaving, I guess, really hurt Vincent Man's feelings quite a
1: bit. Well, if you were pounding his daughter... Uh, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. No. <laughs> I don't care to get sued over that. If Travis is going to go to prison over Mabel, I'm willing to go to prison over Macho Man fucking... A young, young Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> On the other side... <laughs> those, those views are all representative by Brandon A. On <laughs>
0: well, the other side, an ongoing steroid schedule almost shook the WWF to its core, leaving a new generation of superstars to take the reins as guys like Big Daddy Cool Diesel,
1: Yes. Bret Hart. Oh, yeah.
0: And H.B. Kidd. Oh, God. As you yes. will find out in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shawn Michaels were uh, making their claim as the top stars. Nineteen ninety five is considered as one of the worst years in professional wrestling from the tag team of the allegedly racist Jacob and Eli Blue. They're nothing alleged. <laughs> well done.
1: Well done.
0: Allegedly. To Mabel of men on a mission being crowned King of the Ring and getting multiple title shots in ninety five.
1: SummerSlam ninety five is a classic. I will
0: <laughs> We'll get there, don't worry. <laughs> oh my god. However, people vaguely remember the positives of the year uh, that many say almost destroyed the wrestling world. But today, today, we begin the conquest of seeing if the World Wrestling Federation in 1995 ruined wrestling.
1: I don't know about you boys, but I'm ready to get raw. Let's do this. Look at that gap tooth right there on the
0: freaking thumbnail. Yeah, that. guys. Uh, Bam, Bam, you can kind of go ahead and get your screens ready. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do a watch along for the very first Monday Night Raw Uh, of 1995, which is January 2nd of 1995. Um, And guys, let's get ready. What we're going to do is you're going to get past the commercial because, of course, there's always a little commercial before everything you watch on the network. Once you get past that screen, uh, go ahead and pause it. And we're going to go ahead and start in three, two, one, play.
1: Damn right it is. Tonight is the night. Nothing is more 1995 than Jeff Jarrett's glasses. Uh, at least dressed like a fucking uh, Christmas wreath. What <laughs> I told Travis when we watched the episode. I like how the this. hat doesn't match his fucking attire oh. Uh That's called uh, contrast. <laughs> that's showing the duality in him. That like, yeah, he's very festive, but it, the hat is serious. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one of the best things about this whole episode is gonna be the opening you watch. I love this opening. It Reminds me of my childhood and playing the WWF Raw video game with Quang. It reminds me of it. Your so childhood much. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this video game was awesome. You used to rent it from video. No, for- o- no, it is o- not. Oaks for- video showcase all the time. Well, they went out of business for a reason. I you couldn't rent can... this enough. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's no. By the you were fucking pirating videos from them. <laughs> that was video whiz. Oh, oh. Got, Look, HP Kid and Gorilla Monsoon. Travis, <laughs> H- you want to tell us about uh, what's actually going on here? Oh, my God. This is is so terrible. Look at this green screen they've got here. Yeah, but like who who is actually there doing... Oh yeah, actually on commentary you'll see as we go through this episode is Shawn Michaels in a red outfit that does not match what he's wearing and Vince McMahon sitting at uh, ringside. Any any idea of why this uh, is what it is? The only reason we can think of is we watched the
0: episode before this last night uh, just kind of preparing for. Uh, Shawn and Vince have been doing commentary uh, the previous weeks mm-hmm. um, and then they randomly just took him out, and of course they have a green screen with Gorilla Monsoon and Shawn Michaels, so we really Shitty. don't, we really don't green know. green screen. So we, yeah, I actually have in my notes uh, size of venue, terrible green screen. So <laughs> th- this episode, guys, took place uh, it was definitely recorded weeks before this, as they used to record weeks uh th- usually about three weeks full of tapings um beforehand, especially before they were going head-to-head with anybody. And it's
1: amazing how many times Tatanka had to work during this yes. set of tapings, because he yes. works uh, on the previous episode, this episode twice he works, and I want to say, does he work on the next episode too? Yes, I believe so. I also think he has but, a dark but, but match but there in is there as well. There, there is another taping. Oh, by <laughs> the way, his name is not Tatanka; it's Buffalo Tatanka. Uh, Tatanka Buffalo. It's Buffalo. Uh, in honor of this <laughs> shitty high school gym uh, that they're uh, filming in, I'm going to take they, a shot they, of Jack Daniels because they, I'm a man I'm dr- drinking these pussy things that uh, my other uh, commentators here. These, these uh, this gym is really well lit though. It's really, really well lit. Got, yeah. Get off fucking Bucky Beaver's <laughs> dick there, Travis. <laughs> I, was I, like, I like how the Bulldog put his hair up after his last week's uh, yeah, he match didn't have his hair exact down. He same attire. He did, yeah. Uh, this
0: show took place from Liberty, New York, as uh, we were just speaking of, guys. Uh, <sighs> this
1: arena is a high school. It's Liberty High School. Arena. Just, just a quote quote. a year ago, Lex Luger was getting ready to win the freaking Royal Rumble. This year, he's in a shitty-ass tag team with the Bulldog. Of the Allied I'm, Powers. I'm actually going to uh, uh, disagree with you a little bit. I think... this because well, th- you're a piece of shit. That's I don't fine. like Luger, but I always had a soft spot for the Bulldog, and uh, I, I think that like this tag team could have could have worked. It could have, but they, they should have been the champions. They should have won this tournament. They really Ooh. should have. Well, I'm not going to argue with you this, with the stupid decisions that were made in 1995. I'm just saying that, like, under different Was well, that Jerry Jarrett's fault? Probably, yeah. <laughs> or Bill Watt. <clears throat> Speaking of, so, like...
0: Going into 95, of course, you know, this is off the heels of Survivor Series, um, where, you know, Brett lost to Bob Backlund, and, and the I quit, and the, technically it's supposed to be a, was it a, 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 a quit, a submission match? Was it a submission yeah, match? It or it yeah. I quit, as I quit think, And I quit. Threw course, in the towel. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> and, um, threw in the towel. <laughs> 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 she was terrified of Stu. Um, uh that, We'll get to that later. Um. Uh, but, of course, you know, a few days later in Madison Square Garden, uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel uh, became the WWF champion after like beating seconds. Bob Backlund in eight seconds. Um, which, to me, as a kid, was cool to see because, you know, you you typically never saw anything like that happen. I think the only other time I can think of is the Quebecers winning the tag titles from, like, Men on a Mission. Or, the tag, the tag titles
1: always change hands on how like, it shows. Like with the, the, with heads- the title, the main, you know, the world title... On a house show that was fucking unheard of, and, and that the was at Madison Square Garden, I believe. And,
0: and oh, that makes me wonder oh. as well if they if they oh. did that to kind of beat the curve of like the dirt sheets
1: getting out, getting it out because they did well, it live. It, it was weird because they did it. They did it with the tag titles in '94. The Head Shrinkers were the champs going into SummerSlam '94, and then Sean and Diesel beat them on the house show, and then like, <laughs> listen, listen. You can you can you know filate the memory of Shawn Michaels all you want. But his inclusion with Big Daddy Cool Diesel will always be an asterisk on his career as far as I'm concerned. Fuck Kevin Nash. Fuck Kevin Clash. Fuck you, fuck, Skip. Fuck Oz. <laughs> and all of his stupid-ass gimmicks. Hair flip and all. I am not a fan. There's a, oh, here's there's a, a fun fact. Last night on the episode we watched from the last episode of 94... Shawn Michaels makes an Oz joke. He calls him he calls him Oz. He so, says he looks like the cowardly lion, lion and he'll send him back to Oz. Oh, oh man. He's so clever. Oh man. Uh yeah. Uh, speaking of Sean, he gives some uh, wonderful insight uh, on the on the, the color desk uh, for this episode. Um uh, when, when is he going to be uh canceled for his remarks? Yeah, so uh, uh,
0: I know at least Myself and Travis are fans of Letter Letterkenny, and uh, whenever something is said, that's not so PC. Like that's not so PC, bro. Uh, so the not so PC bro of this of this episode is actually HB uh, HBK uh, HB Kid HB Kid, and he calls yeah, himself. Yeah, he calls himself HB Kid. This is before he goes by HBK. Um, but of course, it's the Heartbreak Kid. But he goes by HB uh, HB Kid in this. Um, he makes the comment about Tatanka being a whole lot of Indian. There um, thoughts.
1: Ooh. Well, um, it's listen, a different time period. Ninety-five. It was a different time period, and as being somebody from the South, um, that's not the worst thing. We've heard. I, I, yeah, I, I've heard <clears throat> much worse. And let's just be honest: um, if Tatanka is Native American, then then I'm African American. Pretty sure he is actually a, some kind of Indian. I'm just saying, like if I were to do a if I were to do twenty-three and me right now, I have as much. African American blood in me as he does. Yeah, I think he's is he a lumpy Indian? <laughs> <laughs> I don't a, lump, know. a lumpy Indian? Uh-huh. He does. He does. <laughs> God, he's probably lumpy now. For look,
0: me. look at how his physique went down from ninety <clears> three <throat> yes, to ninety four. He was definitely. He definitely lost a lot of that tone. I guess. He um, was. But that could also be, uh, of course, towards the the steroid trial. Wait, wait I mean, okay. Well, he
1: joined the million dollar corporation. He's just eating better. Is he still undefeated <laughs> at this point, or is Ludwig Borga? David? Nah, Ludwig yes, Borga Luke, already that, beat. That him. was ninety three. That was when he was still a babyface. Oh, yes. Speaking Tetonka, of, so Tatanka turned heel so at SummerSlam '94 against Luger.
0: Luger, I mean, wonderful. Of, of
1: course, we talk about <laughs> but, you know, the the
0: failed Luger run, the U.S. Uh, or the, the Lex oh, Express. We are going to cover um, that
1: hard. One wh- day. Why do you why do you think Luger failed in the WWF? Because he didn't win the title at SummerSlam '93. Not
0: like well, the character, yes, but why yeah. do you think it did not resonate with with the fans more? Well here's the it's, thing, it like if disingenuous. you if,
1: if, but that you n- nail on the head right there. Yeah. But I mean if you watch SummerSlam, like they're they're fucking behind him. The oh, crowd yeah. is behind him. So that's all on Vince for not pulling the trigger. They should have let hmm. him beat Yokozuna there. And then I think I mean they should have or not had him win at all by count out, have him get DQ'd or something. Well, well they, they made the right decision because fuck legs Luger. But, yeah. but if they're gonna do it that they needed to do it then. Yeah. Because he was he had everyone behind him. I'm like even just the clips, they show this new Icon documentary where he's sitting on the bus and he's like, can you give me something to drink or whatever? I've been running really hard today for some BS like that. I'm like, OK, there's one well, reason. And, why." Well, Slinger's you got to also think, too, shit.
0: like he was given he was given that opportunity. So he assumed probably in his head that it's going to happen. And then it didn't happen. Well, oh, you know, they,
1: they actually shot s- stuff with him... With, with the title. With the title. Yeah. So, I'm sure in his head, he's like, well, fuck, I'm in. You know, the, I'm, I'm going to be the champion, and I'm going to draw a big paycheck. And, well, the, the big well,
0: thing, too, going in from 94, with to me, to, it's is probably the best finish of a Rumble with both of them going out. How they did it exactly the exact same time. Now, is
1: that um, credit for Bret Hart <laughs> or Luger? Oh, no, that's Fred. for Bret. right, oh, of, of course. No.
0: But... But... <laughs> the concept now, like if this was were to happen in twenty twenty one, you know, of course it would have been a three way. It would have been a triple threat match with Yoko, Lex, and Bret. Oh. That would have
1: been fucking terrible. I yes. love WrestleMania I know I love it.
0: And the thing is, you know, we, they had that they had that you know kind of lined up. But my question about that is, why do you think
1: Brett is always kind of on the back burner as champion? Because he's not got the larger than life character that like Hulk Hogan did or well, Yokozuna. Well,
0: my thing is like you you look at it they they slated so many people to be in this position um to be champion and it's like they they let someone go and then it's like well fuck this isn't working we gotta go back to Bret well it's like, is it just because he's a reliable I, hand and that's, no? that's about good hand
1: syndrome he's he's the WWF's Jack Briscoe. and and that like. He could give you the absolute best match. He made everybody he worked with look fucking amazing. But then all it takes is a Dusty Rhodes to come along. And they're like, well, fuck, fuck him. We, you know, we'll, we're going to put the, the fucking, you know, you the entire business on his back. Um, but, you know, Dusty was never a long-term champion. So they had to go back, you know, to, to reliable old Jack Briscoe. Like how Bam Bam just jumped in the Luger's arms there, so like Lucky Power Slam. And,
0: and never take any kind of credit away from Bam Bam. Um, Bam Bam for his size, he was definitely above a lot of the of rest. I'd put him in probably my top five big men with with Vader up there included. He could
1: have been that Yokozuna heel if they really wanted him to be. Like he really could have been.
0: Well, and put on no, better.
1: I mean, Yokozuna put on great matches for his size, but Bam Bam Bigelow was Do you know what worker. the difference was? Is Yokozuna had the fucking Undertaker in his corner, it's and true, the Bone them. Street crew, and the fucking Click on the other side fucking hated Bam Bam, so... Oh, oh great. Same finish from last week. I, it, I'm i very happy that this is the fucking finish of this match. Oh, yeah, oh! It, no, 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 no. all faked you out. Oh. 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 So my thing with this
0: as well, and this match is starting start to a close... Um, it's going to into a double count-out. Oh, um, I love Todd Pentengill's comment here on the <laughs> Rumble Report. Really, really quick before <clears throat> we get to that, let's talk about Bulldog returning in 94. I mean, he left in 92, the end of 92, after losing the title to Shawn Michaels. I know there was an issue with steroid use. Uh, he Really? He, really yeah. H-G-H. <laughs> um, he, then he showed up, of course, in... in uh, WCW 93 which I will say WCW in 93 pay-per-view wise it, it is it's in a class of its own there yeah. are a lot of good stuff in 93 people
1: give the Bill Watts <laughs> era of WCW so much shit but from a competitive side it's great. It, that's got some good top notch great. Uh, great stuff uh,
0: even his uh, even his debut I mean they kind of they kind of pushed him to the moon as well I think he just signed a short a uh, short term deal that's why they never really pulled the trigger on Bulldog so I get that I mean he could have um, Vader uh, yeah I mean they, and they yeah. had good matches I mean I mean you know, just for him being too jacked oh up God dude, beating God, the shit out of each other. But, of course, he came back in 94, uh, right around SummerSlam. Um, and then, um, you know, s- siding with Brett, came back as a Rene super... Duley! Yep.
1: <laughs> Whoop. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Like, let's Rumble. table, because I, I let me um, <clears throat> get on my soapbox, because I have <laughs> he to take be. a fucking dump right uh, now. He, he makes a good joke, though. He's like, just what everybody wanted for the new year, a double count out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so listen. I I hate Todd Pettigale with a fucking passion. You son of a bitch. His mullet is sad. His (laughs) earring is embarrassing. I hate his stupid pop culture references. I hate his button up shirt with no fucking collar. He looks like a youth pastor desperately trying to sell some tweens on how cool abstinence is. (laughs) Fuck Todd Pettigale. I love his vest, though. No! No. (laughs) Fuck this guy. And here, and this is is why. Look at that bracelet. Oh, God. Yeah, it should be fucking topaz. It, cause, 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 uh, should, lean, lean into how lame you are. He needs, a, he needs a fucking gold chain to go with all it. But listen, would would he drink a mango margarita while doing this? He would drink. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, he so would. He, yes, he would. So no wonder you. Beach no wonder you love him. Listen, <laughs> the reason that I hate him so much <laughs> is because he's a fucking goofball and not he's not a credit to the angles over. Yeah. He's just a guy they put out there to say corny dad joke shit and he's somebody who's desperately trying to like appeal to that like that 18 tw- to 35. Well, I was going to say like the 13 to yeah. 22 kind of range. That's why he has the earring. Yeah, because he because he's desperately <clears> trying <throat> to be cool. But when you put when you look at the history of like people in this same kind of position like Lance Russell, Gordon Sully, Gene O'Connell Bob Cottle, Ken Resnick, Bill Mercer, they all were legitimate and yeah. incredible but not as good as Todd Pettengil. He Todd <laughs> Pettingale <Pittengill laughs> is a second rate radio DJ and if I saw him in public I'd spit on him for <laughs> oh for, 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 for the awful the, things he has done these are to lies. professional wrestlers. Now I uh, I know it's part of Brandon's gimmick. I know it's how
0: right. you I know how you hate uh Pettengill so much. Uh, he does make a comment in in this uh, as he's going over the Rumble report, where he says this is not just another wrestling event, which is clearly a dig you at WCW no. as Brandon drinks another shot as <laughs> Todd Pe- dude, it's so early in the morning right now.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's afternoon now. It's
0: <laughs> it's and fine. you, like you were saying with terrible pop col- culture references, and he mentions Wayne's world, which by then, I mean, been Wayne's World yeah, has been out for quite a few years, uh, in, in the beginning of 95. Um, I like how the green screen screws this <laughs> mullet up. Yes. So you, see it, yeah, you, you see it. You see it. it kind of messing up up um, but yeah, they, they start breaking down the rumble entrance here, and this is the most fast-paced Royal Rumble ever.
1: Well, yeah, because it's a 30-minute rumble. Uh, well, and of the, course and the thing, the thing of it is, pace. the fucking Diesel-Brett Hart match is 42 minutes or something like that with countless interference and all this other shit. That Plus. match could have been cut to 20.
0: Dude, we really want a, an hour-long match with the competitors that they use for this rumble.
1: I mean, I do. <laughs> I don't want any match I love involving Diesel to go over... Ten minutes. Well, Let's I can't be wait we watch the Royal Rumble '95. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I don't know if you have enough jack to do. That. I will be buying more between now and then. Um, here, this shot is to the death of Todd Pentangle. <laughs> he, he, how how Cornette hates Vince Russo. I hate Todd Pentangle. I like how whenever Todd tries to make a uh, uh, like a point, though, he always hits his pinky with his other finger. Like I'm making a point right now. I'm Todd Pentangle. That's part of being cool. No, oh. you would know if you were fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Todd cool, which is why I idolize him. <laughs> I almost got <laughs> choked right there. <laughs> We, I'm we, gonna buy that exact shirt. I'm gonna dress up as Todd Petrie for Halloween this year. Uh, uh, something we didn't <laughs> touch, we have a Halloween. Some we
0: didn't touch on in the last match. Uh, they started breaking down that there was a tag tournament going on um, because of Sean and Diesel um, having their falling out and, and Diesel throwing the title down. And which they, just shows
1: you how piss poor the fucking tag division was in '95. They uh,
0: they they vacated the tag title, so there was a tournament that was started. um God damn uh, and it was that. it was exclusively on Action Zone, which is uh, superstars. Uh, superstars. Superstars. I could have swore there was someone on Action Zone. As as well. Um, but it was it was basically on the B-shows. Yeah, because fuck, fuck putting something entertaining on your flagship show. That, that, that's, a, that's a good interesting point, because in, by 95, did they really
1: believe that Raw was the flagship show? Well, it's, well, it's a spot I, of primetime wrestling, so they kind of had to. I, here, here's the thing, look. Regardless if it's viewed that way or not, a primetime show on the USA Network, you know, through the week... Is going to draw more eyes than oh, a Sunday morning Saturday yeah. morning show. Look at these entrance guys. I love Bob Backland. Mister Bob Backland. His hands. King Kong. Bunny. The walking condominium. <laughs>
0: no, the walking racist. Dirty Dick, Dick Murdoch. <laughs>
1: Dirty <laughs> Dick Murdoch. <laughs> the Puerto Rican Hey, occupational hazard coming shortly. We're gonna fuck the Puerto Rican
0: ninja. Look look how deflated he is. Yeah, Adam Baum was totally off the gas. Yeah, he, was he, looked he terrible he, he,
1: there. One of his last appearances, I think, was the Rumble. Now,
0: big question is, do you like stubbled Shawn Michaels or clean shaven
1: Shawn Michaels? <laughs> or what about stubbled Bret Hart as he cuts a promo in front of a fireplace? Uh <laughs> he did that last I will week. take any version of, oh my God, Barb's, Bob's Sparks <laughs> Slug
0: and, and Holly. That's what we were mentioning, too, is that and, uh, originally, hey, hey, Bob Eddie, Holly... Uh, I hate to cut in here, but what did you get for
1: Christmas this year? Oh, God. I got a Bob Polly autograph from Travis. No. No, you didn't. You got a spark plug. Sorry. Bob Polly autograph. With the race car, 8x10, in a frame. The frame costs more than the autograph. It's fine. (laughs) I envy your fucking Christmas present. (laughs) Basically... Young Bucks are cool man. Fuck the Young Bucks, <laughs> fuck Kenny Omega. So as the a as I a as wrestling. a rib as a
0: rib Travis got a, the Young Bucks book and also a Kenny Omega autograph
1: for Brandon. The, the children's book, not the uh, autogra- However, not the autobiography where they're looking at their dicks. We have we have
0: a we have a correlation to where we believe that uh Kenny Omega is just a a cheaper Brad Armstrong. So Brandon. That,
1: that, that is that, that is the most insulting <laughs> thing to say is because oh, he oh, couldn't fucking lace Brad Armstrong's boots. So what I did with this autograph, is I fucking I uh, I re-autographed it <laughs> as Brad Armstrong. Strong. <laughs> we, we now have the roadie checking all the equipment for uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, major singing debut here tonight. Oh they no! Have a dumpster in action. They could have just said that's the name of the show, Dumpster Zone. <laughs> oh my God. You calm down there, sir. Calm down. there. You can't tell me there's been anything good on this show. The so roadie, far. the roadie. So right now we're again. About... You can't see him. So right now we're about to. Yeah, he's a roadie. He's trying to be <laughs> hidden. Right now
0: we, we're, 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 about into, uh, oh, we're about to walk into we're about to walk into a uh a, a jobber match, which there was a lot of these in ninety five. Mike Bell, of course, uh famous for the uh, incident between him and Perry Saturn where Perry Saturn stiffed the shit out of him, uh dropped him on his head, uh kicked the shit out of him, which actually uh spawned the whole uh Moppy uh, gimmick because yeah, of that. Yeah. The girl looks
1: really happy that she just gotta dupe the dumpster drowsy he had. Wonder she still has it, like in a glass box in That the that, that child was paid.
0: <laughs> it has to be a worker's kid.
1: Uh, but th- this is gonna, this is gonna bring it. Oh man, I love this commercial. It still holds up. And I and I don't care what you say. This gar, this fucking video game is garbage. The promo for it is the, better than the game. At the time, that game was like no, great. No, it wasn't. It was, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> suck a dick, Brandon. <laughs> how Okay, how old were you in 1995? I was eight. Depending yeah, on the year. Yeah, and eight year olds don't know shit. So <laughs> that list, game was garbage. Listen here. Listen here. It was better than the Royal Rumble one. It's well, literally it's the, the same, same fucking game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was just being facetious there. Oh,
0: the Royal Rumble had Ric Flair on it, so shut your well, all mouth. Only on one console. It's only on Super Nintendo that they had Ric Flair. This is a, this is a special segment we're going to call Occupational Hazard, where we break down a wrestler who was given a job related gimmick Spotlight Duke, Duke
1: the, the Dumpster, dumpster Drossy. Who the fuck comes up with Drosy as a goddamn last name? Well, here's some fun facts for Mr. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh In 1993, he's known as Mr. Irrelevant, as he was number 500 on the PWI Top 500. Oh, God, he made the Top 500? What the fuck? The biggest thing he ever really did in the company was feud with Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And he was... That oh,
1: was terrible. And they they fought over what? The, like, 30th position in the 96 Rumble or they something? They had a
0: free-for-all match. The loser got number one. The winner got number 30.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what'd we'll he fucking do?
0: What a pittance. By 1996, he was gone. And then Brandon... Did a little bit of uh, investigating. <laughs> Would you like to speak you, of... You do- know
1: what's what's great is uh, Mr. Drosey, uh lives right down the road uh, from us, or at least he did back in 2011 in McMinnville, Tennessee, where he was arrested for selling Oxycontin to a undercover police officer. He literally has the same finish as Bulldog with just the fucking tilt world on it. What the fuck? We just saw the same fucking finish Back to back two matches. Look how happy that kid is. <laughs> She's a plant. <laughs> I bet she got paid more. How than much oxycontin? Can I can I cut in right here and say that I have an erection to this promo? I think Kama could have been huge. Kama could have been huge in '95. I think I think if he would have ditched the t-shirt
0: when he first showed up. And just on the singlet, I think he would have been taken a little bit more serious. But if you look at him right there, he looks like he'd be a badass wrestler.
1: I'll hate the flash flood area sign in the fucking promo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of all the women getting dripping, sopping wet down their <laughs> their lady area. Well, he, I mean, he does own a gentleman's club, I mean, so you probably not wrong. He does look like a badass He's there. coming though, soon. See you, I've already came <laughs> in this podcast, so it's fine. You got some all more my, uh, stuff on Drussy over there? Or, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Uh... Do you have any idea, I, and I looked, and I tried to find out like what he was making in the WWF at the time, because the whole occupational hazard, a lot of these gimmicks during this era were, they, basically wrestlers had to have a day job because they weren't getting paid shit in the wrestling ring. The average salary for a garbage man was $35,000, uh, which is at the time was probably decent money. Yeah. But, I mean, I would hope he was making more money wrestling. But
0: you know, yeah. <clears throat> God, I love well we're, done. Speak, speaking of the tag tournament, they're, they're going over right now. You know, uh, most of the, most of the tag tournament was taking place on the uh, on superstars. Um, they were just advertising well done versus the smoking guns. However, uh, I don't know which smoking gun it was. I believe it was. I think it might have been Billy. I think it Billy uh, who was injured at the time. Um, so In a rodeo accident.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, I wonder if it was an ass injury. <laughs> oh. You wear assless chaps when you do that, right? Well, I mean, if they would protect your legs, but like <laughs> if you get, you get bucked off by a Bronco, you fall on your butthole, then you're, you're probably going to get hurt there. But they, they were knocked out of the tournament, which
0: they were substituted in with the, the makeshift team of one two three kid and Bob Holly, because WWE logic, or WWF logic, is no matter when you put two people together who have never teamed before, they always win the tag titles because you know a team that's been together for years winning a tag title makes no sense uh but the tournament was taking place on Superstars where uh, the first round he saw Bam Bam and Tatanka take on uh, Men on a Mission which uh, thank god we don't have to watch that one shut your fucking mouth a uh, the next match of course was Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart which they just showed against the Head Shrinkers where they got DQ'd so Bullshit. the Head Shrinkers advanced on um, then you also have the Heavenly Bodies which I will go to bet for Jimmy Del Rey because I fucking damn. love
1: the Gigolo there has been a, a 100% deficiency in uh, Gigolo dancing in the This episode, and I am suffering personally
0: because of it. And of course his tag partner is uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard, who does have a wrestling school in uh, Knoxville out in Hardin Valley.
1: Along with uh, Mayor Kane.
0: Uh, and we do know uh, I do know a couple of uh, wrestlers who have been trained by Dr. Tom Uh, shout out to Dylan McQueen uh, the Arch. I love that guy Um, and then they they took on the Bushwhackers which why the Bushwhackers were a thing in 1995 is beyond me Ambassadors
1: let's let's table that discussion for the next episode because I have a big rant to make about them
0: you'll see guys don't worry (laughs) and then of course uh, Well Done was supposed to take on the Smoking Guns but the 123 Kid and Bob Holly took over of course you know the finals of this tournament uh, take place at the Royal Rumble um, which, spoiler alert, it's Bam Bam at Tatanka versus 123Kid and Bob Holly because we're not watching superstars. Um, so, yeah, that's the tag tournament. And, of course, like I said, usually those makeshift teams are the ones that make the most sense to fucking win. However, going on to the King's Court,
1: yeah. all in fucking heart, guys. This is the highlight, probably the only positive thing I can say about this entire episode yeah. Um, you, we actually had a conversation uh, in private, just you know, just bullshitting the other day about like uh, of Brett and, and Owen, like who do we think like who's truly was the best, and like I find myself conflicted by this because I'm a huge Bret Hart fan, I always have been, but Owen has like all the other attributes that Owen doesn't, uh, Brett doesn't have, Brett doesn't have the charisma, the. It isn't like that. Owen was a great uh, promo, you know. He will kick your leg kick out your leg. leg, leg. Out of your leg. But <laughs> this promo was actually pretty good, though. But he, but I feel like the longer that like he was in the business, the more comfortable he got, and I feel kind of the same way about Brett. But Brett got kicked in the fucking head by Goldberg, so fuck, uh, you, his, skip. His, fuck his, you, Skip. His <laughs> his career got <laughs> taken out. But but Owen was never ever put into a position to really become a main eventer. Um, thanks a lot, Shawn Michaels. Piece of uh, shit. But, uh, because <clears throat> after the Montreal screw job, that looked like the direction they were going to go with him, and it just never really came to be. But uh, I think Owen was fucking tremendous. Uh, I, this 94 to, like, 97 Owen Hart is, like, the best of Owen Hart, I feel like. Like, the whole him and Brett feud, then him and Yoko becoming the tag champs, him and the Bulldog, then the Hart Foundation— Like he didn't have a bad time from that. He had a great position in the company. King of the
0: Ring. All things considering, you know, he, you know, ninety four. They started off ninety four with him kicking Brett's Brett's leg out of his leg, Mm -hmm. and having a good showing in the Rumble. He got tossed out by Diesel in ninety four. Uh, Fuck cor- you,
1: Diesel. Of
0: course, they go on to you know have one of the to me one of the best WrestleMania matches ever. But to me, I would say it's still the best opening WrestleMania. WrestleMania match ever. I, it's that's in my top three um, of all time, and and it's it's a great match back and
1: forth. I still highly recommend. You can watch it now, and it holds up now. And for- I hate WWF cage matches because I don't like the escape rule because it doesn't make any fucking sense to the, the psychology of a cage match. However, with the big asterisk right there, the cage match between Bret Hart and Owen Hart is one of the best matches of all time, let alone cage or otherwise. That match should have main evented that pay-per-view instead of Undertaker versus Undertaker. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. I mean, I get why, because it wasn't, you know, the Undertaker's return and all that stuff. But Listen, that cage as a guy match. who grew up around this area in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, you'd think I'd have a bigger, you know, <laughs> love for Brian Lee, but no, fuck! Fuck fake up. Well, I mean, you got to
0: think after that match. You know, they have the they have the stare down at Mania after Brett wins. He's standing in the highway like I'm still better than you. I fucking beat you. They go to they go to the Royal or the King uh, the King of the Ring in '94. He he pretty much cleans house and him and An- Anvil join joined up his forces. Um, then of course they have their SummerSlam match. They tease Owen winning the title in '94. Um, I believe it was uh, like a Coliseum exclusive. Um, I, I don't think it was ever shown on TV, uh, but it was it was on a Coliseum home video. Um, but to me, my biggest thing is Bob Backlund um, in 95 shows up. Would it have made more sense for Owen to beat Brett at Survivor Series and then to, lose to Diesel would, in eight seconds? That,
1: that, to me... At at the time, yes. Yeah. In retrospect and going back, uh, our, our, our friends over at OSW Review have kind of like opened my eyes to the, the brilliance of Bob Backlund. True. So I yeah. I have a different viewpoint. God, oh, shitty, sh- shitty screen. I still think it would have been better if Owen won because then he could have played that off like that he had just went through a huge battle with with Brett and he lost and we would ready if, if they had booked if they had booked it correctly because ultimately the the whole thing with Backlund was good but they they dropped the ball they 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 killed what could have been a long term program with him yeah. just to you know to prop up the worst uh, champion of all time uh, Diesel yeah. that which makes an engine one go, man's opinion one go. man's opinion. No, <laughs>
0: I, 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 to me, I still believe even if Owen, Owen was such a good heel that he could have lost in
1: eight seconds and could have so- sold, it could have sold it and made it great. He could have been like, I wasn't ready for you. I just went through a war with my brother Brett. Da, 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 da. or the, you know, his <sighs> his ability to bitch about it could have have been an this, entire long. Well, I, well not I only that too, it, the the whole
0: idea of him <laughs> of him. The,
1: Oh, the tuxedo the, the match. The preview for next week. This tuxedo match, which I is cannot... the fucking two-year anniversary <laughs> show. I it, the it, man it, it headlines the goddamn show. I... Fuck Raw. <laughs> this is this. Everything that's going on right now in wrestling is god awful. Quarter has to happen throwing, yet. It's throwing, fine. It's no, fine. shut up. Shut up. I'm talking right now. It's, it's like throwing fucking sand in your eyes. Like you can't watch it. But at but the very yeah. least, as bad as shit is now, you don't have in the main event a goddamn tuxedo match between two between non-wrestlers. Two non-wrestlers. <laughs> Fuck. I love Buck Quarterman.
0: Hey, Buck. He actually worked for TNA. Uh, he, he did a little stint for TNA. I believe he also wrestled for uh, ECW towards a later year. Uh, um, what do you call it a highwayman and he's, he's on the road all the time uh, at least trying to get some bookings I mean, he was on Raw at 95 but that's not saying much uh, my big question to you as we watch this uh, squash match with Jeff Jarrett
1: can't um, yeah, wait to watch Jeff Jarrett later. <laughs> is, he, is he great um, at the time I would have said no but in retrospect fucking Jeff Jarrett um, may be one of the best mid-card talents of all time. The problem is when you put him in the main event, because as good as he is, like, I just can't take him seriously as a legitimate champion. You need to tell me when we talk about WCW 2000, you're going to hate on Jeff Jarrett. Yes, I am. I'll give you my thing here. I think Jeff Jarrett was his own worst enemy because he was always the heel that was like, he was a really good heel like this year. He is has a great match with Shawn Michaels, and because he gets pissed off about this, the the you know fake singer gimmick, he walks out of the company, and then they try to redo that, and it screws it up. He comes back at the end of '95. He kills his own momentum every time. Yes, I wonder if it's Daddy J- Jerry in his head or what, but he well, always screws himself.
0: My thing with Jeff is it's a one dimensional character where it it, it was never going to go in the, in the with this incarnation of Jeff Jarrett, it was never going to go anywhere past the mid card because. He couldn't with that gimmick. Is he a hell of a hand? Absolutely. Could he work? Absolutely. Um, does he, he have, have tassels? Does he does he have tinsel on his fucking <laughs> gear? Absolutely. <laughs> is he a
1: fucking Christmas? That's Christmas thing? gear, literally. That's what that is. <laughs> it's are, fun, that's like that's it's fucking January, well, Mother, I love it because he's he's keeping the spirit of Christmas alive in a brand oh, new year. They take, year. This, they before take before this before Christmas, so it makes but sense. It'd been better if he had silver boots to go with the silver tassel. You fucking take this seriously. However, however, reason here.
0: Thoughts on uh, the roadie because
1: to me now it's fucking hilarious. That made this gimmick a hundred times better. Here's the thing, like the Cubs, it's it's a well told story almost (laughs) until Jeff screwed it. Yeah, like the idea, like I can see the, the 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 wheels turning in the head of like where they could go with this, but these type of stories. They're always built for short term. Like, where do you go after this? Like, okay, okay. they they feud.
0: What's after that? I exactly. Even if it's
1: shake, roll, if even if the roadie wins the feud, he's not going to do anything. They're going to push him to the main event. Jeff Jarrett's going to be damaged after that. Same
0: thing. What it's a lower level mid card feud is what it was going to end up being, which I can understand where Jeff was upset. I guess he valued himself more. But at the same time, like I said, with that gimmick, you're not going to be a main event player in the WWF. I mean, even looking back, I mean, Backlund at least had some legitimacy because he was a champion for so long. Brett's Brett. Diesel's this big guy who squashed Bob Backlund in eight seconds. And he he was super
1: shredder. He's a monster.
0: Yeah, I get that. He was a clean monster. No. As in he never he wasn't juicing up which no. is a big talking point of why he became champion if you if you break it down he's this big monster who can piss clean you were talking about you
1: were, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> seriously you, you were talking about highlights Oops. of this show though the roadie really is a highlight of this show because you, the segments we kind of talked over he's checking the mics he's like check one check, check two check Check yeah. like right, it. listen what like, you're, then he like, like hides <laughs> from duke the dumpster a what you're saying is like their highlights of the show what i what I see is like horrible waste of time um even though like it's po- it's a positive in of itself like you don't don't give so much they could have had a good match in the amount of time that they wasted on especially towards the end of this episode oh yeah yeah they could have no doubt, no doubt there. But I mean, Todd Pettengill's Royal Rumble report was definitely needed. God
0: damn it! You know, if and if you break it down, like <laughs> we, when we when we look at the Rumble report, it is a good hunk of the show. It's like a solid five minutes. That's a match. That's more time someone could have had for a match
1: to get over. I mean, yeah, they can but put they, they got to
0: give well, uh, Starter Mullet well, time to. Well, to not to only this speak. break this down. You know, the very first match that we did to you know on this episode, it was Allied Powers versus you know the Million Dollar Corporation. That was an eight minute match. They almost nine minutes. And we're match. about to well, have it again. God. We're about to have it again for eleven thirteen. So in that eight minutes, you could have had a whole other match before even having that shitty
1: finish, and it's, that could have been the main event. <laughs> and and he he like, they make it part of uh, Todd Pettengill's Rumble Report. Like, oh, I'm getting word, I'm getting word that we're gonna we're gonna continue this match. You know, later on in the episode, and I'm like, what?
0: I think Who I find cares? it I find it cool that Todd Pettengill changes his outfit for each Rumble Report. Yeah,
1: because he's dedicated. He's not was, a piece of shit. <laughs> Up, in, though. Here we go, here we go. He's going to sing, guys. He's going to sing it out.
0: Do you prefer country music singer Jeff Jarrett or Slapnuts Jeff Jarrett?
1: I prefer country music singer Jeff Jarrett. I think they both suck. <laughs> um, you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, I would pick Slapnuts for for the simple reason Did that... Slapnuts slap nuts wear tinsel? No. <laughs> All <laughs> right, well, fuck you then. He he tra- he traded he traded the tinsel for those those fucking like work goggles. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, like the, the safety glasses and, his, safety and his, his shitty kid rock music. Um, cowboy. But slap nuts. At least he had a catchphrase, and he had ain't not great. Yeah, but that's. T- J E double F, <laughs> J A <J-A-> double R, <laughs> E that, that, double T. That doesn't make me hate him in in a way that that spurns money, and neither does slap nuts. But I could see myself buying a slap nuts t shirt yeah, before I would ever buy. Because you're Vince Russo, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> you, I am not. Listen, bro, it's cool. <laughs> you love anything Vince Russo you does. Can... <laughs> Listen, I am going to make your life a living hell. You have such a fucking receipt coming to you. <laughs> Your birthday, Christmas, whichever comes first, you are getting His fucked birthday. so hard God. with what I have in store. I can't wait! You can't wait to get you forgiven. The Vince Russo story autograph <laughs> by Vince Russo. I wish you could see my face right now. Oh, it is like genuine cool. anguish and and ire. <sighs> There's gonna be an episode know, where we just do shitty wrestling items, and it's gonna know, be great. You know, guys, like. I'm, I'm,
0: we're we're cutting up, you know, and talking about Jarrett. Preferably, I like I like slap nuts Jarrett just because it, it made me laugh. And even when I was a kid, uh, this I just I think as a kid I never really got the gimmick with Jeff. Like I got that he wanted to be a singer, but I just didn't get I, it. I, you know what I mean? I
1: think I respect this gimmick more now as I'm older and I've watched some of the matches he had with Razor. I mean, no, and we're we're cutting up, but no bullshit. He had good matches with Razor. He had good matches with Brett. He had good matches with Sean. I mean, he put on good matches the, the, in 95. The strength is in the, in, the in-ring the in ability. Um, and and looking back, like this costume is <clears> obviously <throat> made, or his gear, is made specifically to make you dislike it. Yeah, oh yeah. And it fucking works, but I didn't get that in 1995. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I didn't I, didn't I don't get it. I remember getting that action figure of him in the purple with all this stuff on yeah. it and that. The like glasses. glasses and I'm like, Mom, what you give me? This, this is stupid. <laughs> and, and then wait, I'm what, what like, were we talking about earlier? God damn it, you, your mom got you Justin Hawk Bradshaw yeah. for Christmas. I'm like, I like that figure better because he could actually do stuff. Like so, I, uh, I, I was like, just Jeff figure stupid. But now looking back on it, they took you're a, lot a of shitty time. ungrateful ch- child. Took a lot of, what you it are. took a lot of uh, you know effort in that figure with the glasses and the hat. And the well, design. okay, not to detour too much, but but yeah. while they're on the subject of of like Christmas morning things that like really oh, piss me d- off. Yes. We um, got time. <laughs> my parents got... The, uh, the only thing I asked for... He's reading off Q-Card. Really. This one year was I wanted Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze on VHS. And my parents got me the Vanilla Ice music video <laughs> single yes. on VHS. Because they didn't know the difference. But I still equate that as to a Kevin Nash gift. So I... I was very, very unhappy. You want to know what the biggest waste of time on this episode is? This shit right here. So USA Network would
0: always splice in these little things with WWE to kind of help get their other content over. Um, ninety like ninety four, ninety five. Uh, USA, you know, Super Dave. This was you know it was it definitely was a show. Um, the only show I really remember. Um, from that time period was up all night. Oh yeah, well fucking Ronda Sheer smoking hot. and or. Uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, that, I, remember, I remember Gilbert Godfrey more, and then also
1: the Weird Science TV show. Weirdly, that's what I yeah, remember with Vanessa Angel. Yes, a uh, uh, kingpin, right? Yeah, yeah, buddy. That was so dumb. Like, what? Like, I mean, I get it. They're trying to get viewers to their other shows. This is a waste of time for a wrestling family who really watched Super Dave after
0: like? No, what was really, really a waste of time was the eight minute opener. I wish that we you had to hit that
1: tree instead of that window. The thing about Super Dave Osborne is that he also had a failed cartoon show on the, I think, the Fox Network, probably in the same general time frame. It's like how many with that SD on his hat? Does he think he's Special Delivery <laughs> Jones? <laughs> <clears throat> No one's gonna get that. Short, <laughs> short shortest WrestleMania match at that point <laughs> between King Kong Bundy. Oh, eight yay. seconds. here seven we go seconds. again. Yeah. Ten, it's something like that. This is oh, and then we joined the match in progress, which I'm assuming well, you, the match, did you want to see the beginning well, of it. What I'm
0: assuming is they literally picked the match right back up off the, the double count out, and they went right back into this match. Yeah, so like it's not like they left me and came some back. Fucking
1: suspense, like oh my god, I want to see the Allied Powers versus Bam Bam Bigelow finish it and Tonka finish this match. Well, no, I was debating because you know we kind of spoke up, you know, of
0: both of of you know Luger and and Bulldog and Tatanka in the first little bit. This is um, where you see Vince McMahon and Shawn Michaels, by the way, sitting on the side. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I know. I figured we might save this for WrestleMania uh, 11, but I really want to go over a little retrospective for Bam Bam Bigelow because, like I said, he's he's definitely in one of my top, you know, five big guys that ever that ever worked. Um, when was the first time you guys remember seeing Bam Bam?
1: Uh, early, uh were like late '80s. When he's in the uh, Survivor Series with Hogan and all Probably, that stuff. yeah, like, uh, first first run. Mine, mine Sir is... Sir Oliver Humberdink was his uh, mine's, manager. Mine's a little bit later. It's probably around 93. Same. Um, you know, the King of the Ring run, stuff like that. You know, I, was only, I was only, like, two when Survivor Series happened that year. No, 87. So that would have been 87 Survivor Series when he teamed with Hogan, right? Was it was that, the first, that was yeah. the first one because yeah, so it have, led into the that. Mania Four rematch between Andre yeah, yeah, and fuck, Hogan. Fuck the first Survivor Series because that was created just to fuck with Starrcade. This would make all us right. suck. Yeah, NWA dick. dick sucker. It's fine. <laughs> they were on a fucking roll. They were. They, they, you know what happened? You know what happened around that time? We had Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin as our calm, champion. Calm down. Well, all right, we'll get to that shitty calm champion down. later. <laughs> but like, but like, I, I um. I remember the 93 run, and then his feud with Doink was kind of like a big thing I remember because they had a match is it WrestleMania 10? They had the match? They do. The mixed tag match? Yep. Um, I remember that. I mean, that's kind of a shitty way to remember Bam Bam. And then I, I, I kind of fell out of wrestling in 95. So, like, I... I mean, I kept up with it, but I was a kid, so yeah, like, but, and we didn't yeah, have but cable. you yeah, whoa, whoa, hold on. You fell out of wrestling in 95, yet you still found it necessary to illegally copy a VHS <laughs> of right. Mabel from King of the Rings? This was in, like, 99 when I did that. Oh, fuck. I fuck. fell back, back in love.
0: In, I, fell. I, I I have never really... I can't. I'd say honestly, recently is the, the time I've kind of started to fall out of love with being a wrestling fan. I've what? never really. I've always been. A, it's always been my constant as wrestling.
1: Well, so my brother moved out around that time, so I lost my link to knowing yeah. when wrestling was on. So,
0: so I, I, I can remember '95. My first real memory of '95, I'd have to say, is the Rumble. Um, I we'll get to that when we hit the Rumble episode. Uh, but sure. Bam Bam, I remember from '93. Um, I remember him showing up and him feuding with uh, with Brett. And, mm-hmm. and having their match at King of the Ring. Uh, I also remember... Oh,
1: that was great, by the way. Yes. The, oh, yeah.
0: Which blew my mind when we found out. I'm like, oh, they've been practicing this match forever when they put the unreleased brand uh, right, right, thing right. out. The, literally the, the exact, exact same, finish. same match. Yeah, it's the exact same finish and everything. Like the it's like for France or Spain or mm-hmm. something? Yeah, and, like, it's great. And it's a great same. match even then. Um But like I said, we'll kind of go over with Bam Bam. He wrestled for 21 years. Uh, he was in major pain. He is in major pain. Who is directed by by Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers actor. And that's a tie into the Ranch mm-hmm. of the Black Lodge. But um, mm-hmm. uh, he wrestled for uh, the WWF in eighty seven to eighty eight. Yep. Um, of course, a lot of people that we were talking about know him for the Survivor Series match at uh, uh in eighty seven. Uh, I can't. Be- Did he work WrestleMania four? I cannot remember off the top I don't of my think head. He was in it. I thought he I was, was in, in the, the tournament, tournament but he, he lost early. Yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that happened. Uh, he left yeah, shortly after. He, replaced, he left shortly after due to a knee injury. Um, because of the click they, they were, they were <laughs> yeah, yeah, 87. in 88 in 88 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, of course he was a babyface then which is weird to think about because most of the time I think of Bam Bam I think he'll Bam Bam yeah Um, he wrestled shortly for the NWA but but like most big guys he he went to Japan to make money yeah. um, most famously becoming IWGP uh, tag champions with uh, Big Van Vader yeah, that was a hell of a team mm-hmm. just from a
1: few matches I've seen of beef it.
0: Speaking of, guys, we saw that fucking amazing uh, Bam Bam they're putting out the Legend series, no, so that's Vader. fucking cool. Vader. But I say Bam yeah. Bam, sorry, Vader, yeah. B- yeah. Uh, with the, the multiple heads, yes. Big Bam yes. um, That's like all Japan Vader. Yes,
1: like right I, when he first showed up. I have WCW. a uh, WCW Vader on sale on eBay for $135 <laughs> Somebody wants it. Stop <laughs> pandering.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. His big complete. thing is, it's big is he returned to WWF in 92 uh, through 95 and worked as a heel uh, all the way up to WrestleMania uh, after WrestleMania five, where he turned. Excuse me, yeah, I was thinking ninety five. Mm-hmm. Sorry, right. WrestleMania eleven, where he uh, shortly after he, uh, he was kicked out of the uh, Million Dollar Corporation, which is sad um, that you were kicked out of that group. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's also sad that you're in it, but to so get win kicked, win actually to get, to get kicked out of it, you know, and, how bad do you have you? that that ninety five run though made for a they awesome figure, fish. like made for an awesome figure though in that. Uh, Legends line. Legends oh, yeah. Series so the one with yeah, the, the, flames, flames, the flames. that is a badass. and all that stuff.
0: Uh, that was an awesome,
1: awesome figure. Uh,
0: he left shortly after, and uh, I believe his last match would have been uh, Survivor Series 95. Yeah, uh, I want to say worked Goldust. Yep, Goldust's debut match. Um, yeah. And then uh, shortly after that, he went and worked for ECW CW. from 96 to 98, which Member I think... Remember the Triple Threat! Triple Threat! With, with Chris Candido and the franchise Shane Douglas, which I, you know... I've watched that stuff older and I can appreciate...
1: It's he was doing amazing work.
0: fucking work in, in that time period. No, he put
1: Taz over hard during that Those time matches period. were
0: fucking fantastic, which I... Then uh, on to, this podcast, we'll probably never get to review those, so that's, that's, a, that's a, a
1: shame. WCW had the shittiest run of the lot. Uh,
0: of course he won the ECW title and
1: then the uh, TV telev- uh, television title as well. Yeah. Um. Travis alluded to it. He went to he went to WCW, and he started mm-hmm. off hot with the feud with Goldberg. And then after that, it was all down. The biggest thing he was known him. for was Goldberg he, he, killed him when yeah, he came yeah, in. Yeah, much,
0: yeah, yeah. They, they literally fed him to Goldberg right after the finger poke. Which, uh, fuck you, Skip. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, then of course they kind of they kind of lumped him into the hardcore division because of his ties well, with ECW. He was in the Jersey Triad, which was a rip off of the fucking Triple Threat. Yeah, with DDP he, and, and Cannon, Canyon, um, which they became WCW Tag Champions as well. Um, and then fuck
1: you tuxedo <laughs> match
0: to kind of polish off Bam Bam guys uh, sadly he passed away in 2007 due to a drug overdose um, sad to see that happen to such a, a great talent phenomenal I know on shoot interviews he has gone to say that the click uh, kind of fucked him in the WWF and I believe that
1: yeah, the, and and this Raw so is over there, thank yeah. God but I mean it's just, I mean, and in that match, I forgot to point it out, though, that you can see Vince and Shawn on the side of the ring. Even though it's Gorilla and and, and uh, Shawn on their green screen. And that's a, that's a common thing that happens in 97, too. You'll see, it'll be like Jim Ross and Jim Cornette doing the commentary, and then on the ring side, it'll be Vince and Jerry Lawler. Sitting there or Vince and Vince and Doc Hendricks. Handsome dog. Handsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do. do, do. Uh, this Raw Guys had actually had a 2.2 2 rating, um, which uh, most people shit on the ratings now. The ratings were worse than, them, and they were going unopposed pretty much against everything except for um, football. Except for football, well, which is it's January, so I'm assuming that, there may have over. been some football going on or playoffs have begun. No. Um, Which, you know, like we were saying, this is preempted. It was taped three, pretty much three weeks in advance. Um, final thoughts in this episode, guys. First episode of '95. This was fucking
1: garbage. Well, it's indicative of how wrestling was booked in like '94, '95. Like it's just a bunch of squash matches. And all of that really did not change until uh, well, Nitro WCW, came WCW did change maybe. the entire landscape. Here's the th- here's had the difference one though. Match with stars. The entire you time. can have a compelling show that squash matches to get over you know your finish and you know how tough a competitor is. And it be a good show. This is none of those things. No. Uh, What did this accomplish? It made you uh, gave you a little bit of propellant for Owen Hart, which was good. And the Rumble
0: Report—they're literally they're
1: pushing the Rumble hard.
0: That's to me the biggest thing out of Raw is they're trying to put the buy rate up for Rumble. Um, They're hype, but the thing is, it's not like 2021 or 20 even you know today where your champion is on almost every single week. Diesel's, uh, Diesel's, I mean, not Diesel's not even, on, even this on this show. There was not even a promo with Diesel on this show. The Undertaker's not on this show. Sean is still out, which I, yeah. um, I'm i almost assuming he had an injury that he was going through because he barely did anything in the Survivor Series match as well. I think he super kicked Diesel and that was literally it. He ran.
1: So I'm assuming there was also <laughs> an injury going <laughs> look, on there. Like, if you look at this episode, there's no Brett, no Diesel, no Undertaker. You don't even see Bob Backlund, but in a pitcher and he was just a champion. I mean, no Razor on this it, episode. It, listen, and I, I know that, like, Lex is not like a fucking great promo but give let them have let him and fucking Bulldog have something even between the two matches saying oh you guys instead of Pettengill asking for the match and saying oh was, I just got a word from the back. And he touches his ear like he's got an earpiece in which he obviously fucking doesn't next to that earring that Brandon loves so much. <laughs> uh, like, but they could have been like, you know, that's not how we want this match to end. They could have cut to the aisle and had them cut a promo and be like, we want you guys back in the ring and then we cut back and then they're having the match. This didn't have to be the main event. Jeff Jarrett could have went off. It could have went off the air with Jeff Jarrett being like, oh, this shit. It's no, not I'm working. Glad, I, uh, I'm glad that wasn't the main event. Yeah, no, I mean, well, next week's better. So it's fine. Next week is better. And I'm looking forward to it slightly more. <laughs> but like I I just think this was not a good raw. Like it's no. not. That, that's why we started in ninety five with this podcast, because this fucking show blows pretty much all the way through Survivor Series ninety five. <sighs> until Brett becomes champion and they start the build for WrestleMania twelve. I can yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's the year of Mabel, man. It really is God. the year of Diesel and Mabel. And that's the that's the sad part of it. Fuck me. And the racist Eli Blue Brothers. <laughs> no, we they, they weren't even on here. Where are they at? Well, They're probably, they're probably at a clan rally. Yeah. Let <laughs> me do it. it. They're that's probably exactly they're they're in saying. the back being separated from men on <laughs> a mission or something. Oh, Why wasn't oh, that a feud? We could have had Uncle Zebakai versus <laughs> Moe. Uncle Zebakai versus <laughs> Oscar. Oscar, Yeah. Oscar.
0: Well, shit, guys. <laughs> this is the first episode, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. hope you watched Along, um and i hope this is you guys have a lot of fun with this i know we're having fun with it so far and brandon's two shots deep so uh, three shots <laughs> three, oh, pop. I'm, trying, I'm not
1: even buzzed <laughs> I'm because to i'm, anger I'm, I'm overwhelmed. conserving i'm conserving it i'm trying to finish my mango margarita and uh honor of Todd Pettengill's <laughs> Rumble Report being <Fug> beachy <laughs> guys <laughs> we will catch you on the next episode
0: uh, where we will go over uh, the next the next Raw which will take place uh, it will be the second anniversary show of Raw so uh, we're going to be really it's, excited it's both better and fucking worse at the exact same time <laughs> if that's fucking possible but it is uh, guys this is Eddie uh, of course we got Travis Lasseter and, and Brandon A. Lane we're signing off for this episode and uh, we'll catch you next time Todd Pettingale forever